Oh, come on. Go, go. Do you remember the BMW 1M? The 2011 1M. Yeah, yeah. The car One that we favorites. dubbed as a moment in time car. Yes, for sure. I think that's what the RS3 is. Okay, all right. We're in the 2022 RS3, Audi's very special five cylinder engine. Yes. In the US, you can't buy five cylinders anymore. Just think of it as half of a V10 because <laughs> it kind of makes those sounds. Yeah, any odd number or unexpected number of cylinders always <laughs> sounds really cool. Okay, yeah, it and, does. And the, and the five cylinder is really fun. So here's this car, the only five-cylinder you can buy in the U.S. Yep. The Audi TT RS is still available in Europe, as is the RS Q3. Those have the same five-cylinder engine, mm -hmm. but this is a unique little beast. It is. So unique that it's in such high demand, if you want one from this recording, I think you'll have to wait about a year. We've been waiting to drive this car. Yeah, I've been very sure. curious about it because of the engine. It makes 401 horsepower, 369 pound-feet of torque, which is quite a bit. I kept thinking about it in relation to the S3. Oh, yeah. The hot three, okay? You've yeah. got the Audi A3 and then the S3 and this is the RS3. Compared to the S3, think about this for a second. This has almost 100 more horsepower and 74 pound-feet more torque. That is a significant bump. In the same size bump. car. It weighs about 100 pounds more. Now, this is a heavy car. It's yes. 3,600 pounds. It's deceivingly heavy. It doesn't feel that heavy at all. But you gained about 30-plus percent more horsepower and torque, which is huge. And you gained this engine that has this interesting voice and personality. That's the best part of the car. I love the power on this. Mm -hmm. You put your foot in it, and it thinks for a minute. Yeah. And then I don't think anybody near you will have the same kind of rocket ship acceleration. <laughs> it just takes off. It's very unexpected. It's so endearing. Yeah, it is. I love is. the power in this car. But then when you start to get into the steering and the handling, you'll instantly realize that, ah, MQB. Yep. That is the yep. special platform upon which this is built. It's yes. The Evo generation. It's the same one as the Golf. Mm -hmm. You feel it. The Golf and the Jetta and the Passat <laughs> and the Atlas and the if the Volkswagen <laughs> products are made on the MQB platform. That's what this yeah. is. So I instantly feel that chassis dynamic. I think, mm -hmm. okay, but wait, I'm in an Audi, a yeah. sixty-five thousand dollar Audi, yeah. a little tiny car. If you're watching because you want an RS3 or any other car, you need Autotempest.com to search all the car markets and even research dealers. Autotempest helps you search nationwide across all the used car sites, including Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Plus, you can get email alerts so you never miss a listing. We use it to research for our podcast, to search for crazy road trip cars, and just because we like to dream. And Autotempest can even help with new cars, pricing out the options and getting local dealer quotes. So if you're looking for this RS3 or the prior generation, autotempest.com slash everyday can get you the help you need. Autotempest. All the cars, one search. As good as the power is, I want the rest of the car to match what the engine does, this personality mm, okay. that the engine has. Because this has Quattro, and Quattro to Audi is synonymous. I mean, mm -hmm. they've been building five-cylinder engines for 40 years. Yep, yep. That's their thing. Quattro is their thing. Mm -hmm. So is turning a sedan into something unrecognizable. It's like this limping monster you know, dragging a foot, <laughs> just like the one M. Why is he dragging a like foot? drooling okay. and... Okay, all right. Well, he's angry and not quite yeah. right. I get it. He's okay. going to do unexpected things. All right. Right. That's what the handling does. Okay. It's unexpected. It's not precise. It's not consistent. Every corner is different mm. because of what the power is doing. The steering is sort of like you're driving a video game blindfolded. Wow, okay. And it's got the same consequences as a video game. You can just hit the reset button. The Quattro system is that good. <laughs> okay. 
The Quattro reset. I didn't think about that. Interesting point. Come into a corner too hot, add power, don't add power, lift, steer in too early, steer in too late. It's like a giant reset button because it's constantly, you can feel this car just shifting power around. You can, actually, you're and right. And it's got that differential out of the Golf R, uh-huh. that one that splits the torque 50 yep. Takes 50% to uh, the back and then can shove then, either side of that yeah. all the way, yep. But this steering feel is so vague and uncommunicative, it's mm. like the worst EV you've ever driven. It's like they forgot wow, about okay. You need to get some kind of pleasure and feel out of this, the steering. One big caveat is that this car is running winter tires. Yes. So I will blame that initial lack of interest. That in, does make it a little more in, vague instantly. <laughs> the car's just not interested in doing much. Those are the winter tires. I do think the performance tires will make that initial turn and really come to life. And you can get Trofeo R's on this. Exactly. Imagine Trofeo R's on this. That would dial up the precision Seriously. massively. It's like a consequence-free environment. It's, you can it's, just turn in late, turn in early, add power, don't add power. It's, it's <laughs> less than 20 degrees outside and we have on full winter tires. So we understand that the steering's only going to get more precise than this. <laughs> People want to know if this is good as a daily or if you could take this to the track or what if you just owned this car and didn't take it to the track. Absolutely, all of the above. It's got so much character, Mm -hmm. but this isn't the ideal track car. If you're wanting it for specific track purposes, I'd get something different. But could you take this to the track occasionally? Yes. Absolutely, that's what RS means. The steering, it's keeping me from really loving this car. Interesting, okay. It's a little unpredictable. Okay, that's downshift. Yep, just gave you RS performance. Ah, thank you, excellent. See, oh, and the instrument panel comes to life. Yep. I love Audi's digital display. They are. Yep. They call that excellent. the runway. It for is ease a runway. Of use. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Turning radius is actually less than some of the other cars in the yeah. uh, the three. Other people have asked, what is the deal with the chicken nugget shifter? I didn't know that's what that was called. Well, the chicken nugget shifter is their, I felt thought it was their manual because that's oh, I just suppose. a weird this, shaver thing. That's a, yeah, that's well, a shaver toggle, really, whatever that is. It's just a kind of a button, which mm-hmm. actually works okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. But the instrument panel is something I really like. It's very clean, but interesting. I agree. I agree. This is the place to be. I didn't like the last A3. It was bland and featureless. Billy Idol, eyes without a face. It was this nothing instrument panel. Like. Well, and this is also a lot better than what they're putting in the Golf right now. I was worried yeah, about it just being a lift over from what's in the Golf, and this is actually much more interesting and and, and works better than that too. Exterior styling is uh, quite interesting because a car this small that looks aggressive, you you can't help but notice it. Mm. I think even people who really don't know what this is and just see a little four door, kind of like now now what is that? Mm. Especially with the trim, and especially with the front track. You look up the specs on this car and the front track is 2.7 inches wider in the front in addition to having a staggered fitment, but it's yes. reversed. <laughs> it's almost an inch wider wheels and tires in the front 265 in the back. back. 245s in the back. We're trying to overcompensate yes, for something. Yes, big time. But keep in mind, the front wheel drive only Civic Type R has 265 square. All around. Why can't, this is why 265 can't up front only. There what? was engineering discussion. I yes, there was. You, yes. But I don't think that has paid off mm. in terms of steering feel. It's paid off in terms of what the car can do. Yeah. But it's kind of like the Golf R, sort of keeping you at arm's length from the fun. That's that's the Volkswagen feel, and that's it. That <laughs> it's maintains the Volkswagen here. way. I, I, I can see that for sure. Yeah. So it's not 
apparent visually at first, but you walk around this car, notice the styling. I mean, I do like what Audi's doing stylistically speaking. Everything mm. Audi does is actually really nice, really sensitive surfaces. But then look at the track, look at the you know the proportions, how this car sits. It's very aggressive, and I feel like this is a moment in time car. Because of the engine, yeah. because of this recipe, I can see why there's a huge waiting list for this car. I can too, and I like this even more than you do. Do you? Uh, I'm a pretty big fan of this, and it surprised me, which is one of the things I like about it the most. But I, I think I was most pleased to see this is the Audi interface, which yes. is much better yes. than the current Volkswagen interface, and this isn't just a lift with nicer materials from the Golf or the Golf R and now in the Audi. This feels like you stepped up. I like the vent design. I like the fact that it just has interest in here. And yet it is, if you want to think about it, it is the cheapest thing Audi makes now hotted up again, which I was just worried about it not feeling nice in here. And there's yes. there's buttons down here there's for stuff like buttons. HVAC. Yes, the volume knob is a little bit, uh, you got to get used to it at first, but it does work well. Mm -hmm. I feel like this does feel like 60, 65 grand. Now it does have a lot of the extras. Mm -hmm. It's loaded how you want it to be. Yeah, it is. So yeah, 65 grand. It's a lot. At that level, you have options. You've got other things that you mm -hmm. need to look at. Because adults aren't fitting back here, I tried to get in back here and I <laughs> didn't like it. I mean, it's, that's like a go to lunch. It's the golf platform. You look, look up the wheelbase. It's a golf. I mean, it is that. It now, is. Much nicer. Please don't get me wrong, but this is the architecture we're working with. This is an entertainment. You're going to want to dip into the power all the time, everywhere you go. It's just that initial hesitation. The transmission doesn't feel like it wants to shift very quickly. It's just sort of like, it just got up in the morning like, what are we doing? <laughs> Especially you in comfort mode. Now? In comfort mode, it eases you yeah. into everything. And it also gets quieter in comfort mode, which with the five cylinder, you kind of don't want. I never want it to get quiet. I know, I, know, I right. understand. Drive this thing. Sport exhaust system, that's a thousand bucks. The black optic plus package, 750 bucks. The Audi side assist with cross traffic alert and the RS technology package, that's $2,750. So 65 grand. This is a lot, but it got me thinking about what else would you buy that are the direct competitors. And I also want to talk about the thing that many of you have watched this video for, and that is drift mode. I did what we would all do if we were car people first, we got this, I took it for a drive, I immediately went to an empty parking lot, and I tried drift mode because of course I did. How did it work out? RS rear torque mode is what it's really called. Yeah. They, didn't put, they didn't put drift on it. Turn off all the ele electronic stability controls, get everything off, go for it. Once you think about how it's working, it feels exactly like how it works. And what I'm saying is, it does work. It's surprisingly good. However, you feel it think and you feel it activate. It isn't the organic, natural thing of the way a normal car drifts because that's not what it's doing. It's throwing power to the rear and then it's figuring out via sensors which wheel it needs to overdrive in order to initiate the drift. Now, once it does, it actually is controllable and you can modulate. Could you hold? Which was better than we got in the Golf R. However, you feel the kick on. Yeah. You feel the, oh, it thinks, oh, it did it. Oh, now look, I'm drifting. It is a party trick. It's a good party trick, but it is ultimately a sleight of hand notion and not a natural organic thing, which isn't surprising based on the reality. It's not the architecture of the car. Not exactly right. There's no question that it works. I want to bring it up first because it is the last reason to buy this. I can't believe it exists, but very cool. Let's go to the reason you do buy the car. The engine. The engine. Uh, this has had, if you think about it, related, related to all of the Golf products, related to the 3 Series models, the A3 and the, S, the S3. This has had a heart transplant. 
you know, if I stay with the, the idea, with the only bionic heart in the lineup. This is a special engine. It sounds good, it yes. feels good, it's fun to work with, and that heart transplant has transformed the feel of this car. It has made it interesting in a way that the MQB platform is not. This is by far the most interesting car on this platform I have ever driven. And that well, I engine agree with is that. probably 75% of it. At least, now, yeah. I agree with you. There's not much steering feel. I would be even curious to drive this in a track setting with track tires because I think it would like it a lot more. However... Tires would change a lot. This is not a, oh, wow, look at the look at the look all the information through the wheel. You can go in here and go sports setting or whatever. You can do all your individual modes. It's not a, like a precise, granular feel. That's not happening. But the engine is just something you want to play with. And I started thinking about who this is for and the competition because 65 grand puts it right in the direct lineup of two cars it should compete with. The new 2 Series BMW sure. and the CLA AMG 45, which was 70. Yep, okay? yep. I would buy this over the 2 Series. It's more interesting. The 2 Series is also wildly heavy and all-wheel drive, and I think this is more attractive, more interesting, and also feels smaller in spite of the fact it weighs 3,600 pounds. It feels smaller. I agree this to that. This feels much smaller than the weight suggests, and I look at it and I go, hardly anybody makes a sedan that size anymore. I mean, I know Corollas exist and Civics exist, but we're talking about that level, and I think most of the time now when a manufacturer gets excited about a sedan, it's always bigger than this. This is a smallish sedan. It's, it's like a little, like, sporty tiny. fighter of a car, yeah, and I yeah. really love that about cars in general, and I like that here, and it does make it the same size as that CLA AMG 45, which is more expensive, but I would also argue more fun. It has a little bit more theater about it. Yes, This I has agree a more interesting engine. The CLA actually turns it a bit sharper and has a little bit more, come on, we got to do something crazy. Totally. The Audi is like, what would you like to do, sir? The CLA is like, can we get in trouble? That's the difference. <laughs> Can and we I, go do something stupid? I do like this a lot. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I think this and the Audi e-tron are the best thing Audi sells right now. I agree to that. Ooh, the power. Nobody can stand in your way. I don't care what car you're driving. I, I really like working with this car. It's, it's superb. one of those moments that we have in this show every now and then. When I get in something and I've heard about it and I get in and I go... No, 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 this is better than that. Oh, yeah. It's one of those nice surprise moments. And I love being surprised when we do this because we drive everything. And I don't yeah. care if it's a silver SUV that surprises me. This isn't, thankfully. But I just <laughs> I like getting into something and being like, oh, this is actually better than I thought. I thought this would be good. I think it is one of the best thing Audi sells. And I love the size of it more than anything. It just feels like it's wants to play because it's little and interested and it has a fantastic little engine. There is yeah, more precision yeah. available, but if you're buying your executive commuter with a little bit of personality, this has got to be way up there. And I would buy it every time over the 2 Series. I would also buy it really? over the 3 Series. Because I just think it's more interesting. Those cars aren't used for track cars. They can be, but that's not how they're used. They're used as nice, fast, interesting commuters. This wins on all those fronts. The biggest thing that was my holdback was the hesitation of the transmission. It just hesitates up or down when you're doing the paddles, when you're not doing the paddles. It just, whoa. I think it's extreme. There's going to be a lot of power. Are you sure you want to do that? And then we do it. This car is extremely mode dependent. The upper level modes, the supposed to be super sporty modes, feel kind of like what the middle grade modes should be. There isn't a crazy mode. There isn't a, oh my gosh, like Even pop though, off the shifts mode. Y yeah, I, you would that's expect what I'm looking that for. in the RS3. That's and what I'm looking for. That. The comfort mode is downright lazy. 
lazy. So you get into the sporty modes and that feels like, oh yeah, okay, we're doing, we're doing some sporting. There, sure. isn't, there isn't a rapid fire mode. The paddles respond, it does what it should, it doesn't have that that rifle crack thing where it's like, oh, we're shifting I'm, now. I'm, I'm getting ready su- for that. I'm surprised. Kablam, kablam. There's no surprise here. I'm ready that. for parts to be spit out the back. That's much more the demeanor of the CLA, which feels like it might explode at any moment. I mean, it literally feels like the entire car <laughs> might also, disintegrate. That's also the problem with the yes, CLA. Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> you like to talk about the dial for the turbo. They took the dial for that four-cylinder and they didn't go to 11. They went to like 25. <laughs> and it's supposed to go to 10. It's supposed to go to warranty. We yeah. can replace it in our warranty and we went way past that. Yeah, we went that. way past that. Yeah. This five-cylinder does so much to make this good and the fact that this has a worthwhile interior that is interesting I just I really like this I don't think it wins for me at 65 grand I think I personally because I am that guy would do the big bewinged CLA but this over the 2 series every time I mean I like the precision of the BMW that this doesn't have but the but the BMW but is it feels bigger and distant mute. Yeah, yeah yeah there is a lot of personality to this so again this is in high demand mm-hmm that should show Audi it was because of really the chip shortage and just customer demand and the fact that they can't crank these out as quickly as they can other cars so Audi keep building these keep putting your brilliant five cylinder nobody else is doing that that does differentiate the brand I think I love that they are offering this at all and I have to say if you are one of the people on a wait list somewhere good for you please don't pay markup please don't hopefully not good for you for being on the list RS3 finally we've done it yep